Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Rick J, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from North Carolina. Today is Monday, January 31st, 2022. We are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter, A Vision for You, on page 163, the second paragraph, beginning with, we know of an AA member, and reading that one paragraph only. Today's readers are Carmela G., The Twelve Steps, Nancy M., The Twelve Traditions, and our big book readers are Janice P.M. reading the text, and Kathy S., who is our backup reader, will be reading page 164, A Vision for You. Um, our newcomer greeter is Nancy C., and our second-hour moderator is Karen K. The share ID for Sunday, January 30th, 2022, is 18,483. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. Overeaters Anonymous is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology or religious doctrine we take no position on outside issues our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of oa to those who still suffer our sole purpose oa's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive eater who still suffers at a vision for you big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Carmela G. to read the 12 steps. Good morning. We admitted, number one, we admitted we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made the decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message 
to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you so much. I pass. Thank you, Carmela. I will now ask Nancy M. to read the 12 Traditions. Hi, this is Nancy M. in Florida, the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service. Have a great day. Thank you, Nancy. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes, the end of which I will give you a gentle reminder. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done, sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter of Vision for You on page 163, the second paragraph, beginning with, we know of an AA member, and reading that one paragraph only. I will now ask Janice P.M. to begin reading. And thank you so much, Rex. This is Janice P.M. from Massachusetts, a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. We know of an AA member who was living in a large community. He had lived there but a few weeks when he found that the place probably contained more alcoholics per square mile 
than any city in the country. This was only a few days ago at this writing, 1939. The authorities were much concerned. He got in touch with the prominent psychiatrist who had undertaken <clears throat> pardon me, certain responsibilities for the mental health of the community. The doctor proved to be able and exceedingly anxious to adopt any workable method of handling the situation. So he inquired, what did our friend have on the ball? Well, you know, when it says we know of, I, I, you know, they said it twice, but this is, these are the pioneers that have, um, are recovered that are writing this book that they tested this solution and they recovered. And um, it's not an opinion, you know, it's not just one person's opinion. It's um, their experience. And, you know, when you have experience, you know, K-N-O-W, you know, in this particular case, in my case, you know of God. You don't know of him. You just know him through experience. But N-O, no God, does not produce anything. Um, really, with this particular program. Um, and I think that's important. So it's not an opinion. It's tested. They, it's already been tested, um, and which I think is so important, um, just like the recovered people on this program. So anyway, this is the story of a man named Hank Parkhurst. Um, I don't know all the details like our historians in this book, but um, I know it was, um, and he was one of the pioneers, and they say that he wrote the chapter on two employers. So we can look at that because um, he was, um, <clears throat> but this book, <clears throat> what it's telling us is, you know, I don't know about you, but all my, my expectations failed me. But this particular feasible method, which is the 12 steps, means it's practical. We all can use this method and get recovered. And what, what are we doing here? Why are we here? Well, we lack the power, right? I don't know about you, but I certainly lacked power for many decades to stop eating and to recover in my thinking and my behavior. But once I um, practiced, this particular 12 steps in this book was the answer. We've had a spiritual awakening as a result of this. So this is something really, really big and, and feasible that we can still use it today. And uh, I believe the prominent psychiatrist, and you can correct me, whoever can, was a Dr. Howard. And his story is in the doctor's opinion also. So, um, and, you know, he was in, he, he just moved to this place. I mean, this is a vision for us. We just, uh, whether you just came here or you've been here for a while, this is God's vision for each one of us, no matter where you're coming from. And people have uh, come from all over to this particular group and found. Can you remind Yes, thank you. Um, has found the answer. The solution to our problem, which was lack of power. And this is what I get from this paragraph, what it's teaching me. And with that, I pass. Thanks.
All right. Those, uh, thank you so much for uh, getting us started. I really appreciate your, uh, your lead there, Janice. And um, before we get our first group of names, just a reminder that although we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Please give me your first name only and the first initial of your last name. Who would like to share on what was read today? Maya S. <clears throat> Maya? Charles Charles H. After Leah. I'm sorry. Leah. Charles. Harlan. Harlan G. Christina J. Christina J. Lou B. from Texas. Lynn B. Jackie A. from Connecticut. Sierra All F. Right. Uh, who is the last one after Jackie? Sheer F. Oh, how do you spell that, Sheer? S-H-I-R, and last initial F is in Frank. Perfect. All right, I think we'll stop right there, guys. Um, I, I might have misheard the very first one, but I had uh, Maya S. If that's not it, uh, you can correct me. Uh, Charles H., Charlin G., Christina J., Lynn B., Jackie A., and Sheer F. Um, and uh, just remember to include your state when you – when you introduce yourself, uh, Maya S., uh, you go right ahead, and then you'll be followed by Charles H. Go ahead, Maya. Thank you so much, Rick. Um, my name is Leah S., and I'm from oh, Brooklyn. That's okay. That's I'm from Brooklyn, New York, recovered and very grateful. So this is what I get out of this paragraph, that I came in, I, I always – substitute um the person that is that is um in the book as me trying to identify i came in and i know that there were so many and there still are so many people in my community who could use this program but i wanted to get some help and um i needed professional help so this this book is telling us that despite whoever, whatever you are, you can get professional help. And you have to understand, Leah, that's me, that um, even with getting professional help, I need the power that is outside of myself. I need a power that is not human because it is so impossible. Despite having a, a, a professional work with me, they're also human. And there's just the, the craving and this, this, this insatiable um, uh, appetite that, that overcomes me is so powerful that nothing, nothing, only a, a a power that is that is indescribable, and I will call it God, that can help me, and just give it a try, and that's what I did, and I, um, yeah, it was tough, but once I understood that I can rely on my higher power, then. Um, as we continue to go uh, along on those lines of, of the big book, 
they, you will see that you can be helped. And thank you, God, I have been helped. And um, I am abstinent since October of 2014. This is just incredible, remarkable. I don't even know what to say. And with that, I will pass. Thank you so much, Leah S. from New York. Charles H., you're up next, followed by Harlan G. Go ahead, Charles. Thank you very much, Rick, for your service. So, you know, I, I don't know the, the particular paragraph because I was just coming off the train. I'm on Lexington on the east side, and uh, I'm so grateful. I'm from Yonkers, New York, and my, my zip code is 100000. <laughs> but, nah, but, but really, you know, um, I don't know the history, and I don't care to know the history. Um, but if I hear it, it's great. But that, the history ain't going to help me. You know, I, I know that one thing, you know, my sister from Boston was talking. Um, I know Hank Parkhurst was a – well, he also wrote uh, a story in the first edition called The Unbeliever. But he was an unbelievable, like, um, person and advocate to get this big book. You know, he could he could cut deals. He also – uh, wanted to holler at Ruth, um, you know, Ruth, uh, Bill W.'s secretary. He wanted to holler at her, and he was very jealous. And he taught me something that I could that, that I could take to the bank uh, today, 2022, that I should believe in this process. I should believe in this program. I don't care what religion you are, what race you are, what ethnicity you are. I know, one thing I know for sure, that I'm going to imperfectly – work these steps like my hair's on fire um, every single day because guess what? 12 on 1, I turn into a pumpkin, and I believe that. So, uh, uh, you know, Hank Parkhurst, he was an unbelievable man. Eddie Thatcher, unbelievable man. You know, th- these guys, um, whether you say it or not, they were unbelievers consistently more than they were believers. So... Like my grand sponsor always says, because I don't name drop, but y'all probably know that two and ten is the the least utilized steps. That's why we spin on wheels in Overeaters Anonymous and every other twelve step program. I believe in this process. I believe in this book. I believe God had His hand all over this book. I also believe that the word God is in this book four hundred times, right? And I believe in Bill's story. I was in there 200, over 200 times. So I don't get better. We get better when we believe in this process. If you don't believe, you're going to circle a drain until you get six foot under. That's a fact, big fact. And with that, I pass. All right, Charles, thank you very much. From New York, uh, Harlan G., you're up next, followed by Christina J. Go ahead, Harlan. Thanks, Rick. Rick, I need a favor, please. I'm Harlan G. I'm in Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm out walking, so I cannot time myself. Would you please uh, do it for me? Thank you, you got it, brother. very much. Thank you. Hank Parkhurst moves from Teaneck to Montclair, New Jersey, and he made the acquaintance before moving to Montclair of a psychiatrist named Dr. Howard. And Hank Parkhurst was a very integral man in the formation of the book that we study and the fellowship. And if he had stayed sober, he, more than Dr. Bob, 
would have been recognized as the co-founder of AA. He had a lot more to do with this book than Dr. Bob and the Akronites did, but he didn't stay sober. But anyway, that aside, Dr. Howard took a look at a, a multilith, which is mimeograph copy of the book, and he sees things like, you should, you must, do this, do that. And he said to Bill Wilson, he got to Bill through Hank, you can't write a book like this and expect alcoholics to follow it. Alcoholics do not respond to a finger in their face. They do not respond to this. They are sensitive, immature rebels. Sensitive, immature rebels. And Bill did not want to make the changes. He did not, and Hank convinced him, you must make these changes, and Bill did. And instead of it saying, you must do this and you must do that, all over the book it says, these are the things we found. These are the steps we took. So he moves from the imperative to the declarative. Imperative means do this, do that, don't do this, don't do that. Declarative means these are the things we did. These are the steps we took. So Howard, through Hank, was integral for the atmosphere of the book being palatable to the alcoholic mind. Now, not everybody recovers. Not everybody embraces the book. No, of course not. But enough of us do so that there are millions and millions of people worldwide that can say, I am in a recovered state from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And Hank Parkhurst and Dr. Howard implored Bill to make these changes. He made them, and the rest is history. So we cannot just think that Bill and Bob met each other and out of their ears sprung a program and a book. There were a lot of people, a lot of events, and a lot of cooks in the kitchen that made the broth. And there were a lot of God instant. Is it odd or is it God? That this is what happened through Hank. Is it odd or is it God? I think it's God. And with that, I will pass. Thanks, Rick, for your service. Well, Harlan, your uh, internal timer must be working perfectly. Um, all right. Thank you so much, Harlan G. from Arizona. Christina J., you're up next, followed by Lynn B. Go ahead, Christina. Morning, Rick. Morning, everyone on the line today. Christina Jay from the state of Washington, recovered by God's grace and incredible mercy today. A couple of miracles for me. Yesterday I was working on my taxes, and for the first time in my life, I didn't have any receipts that had candy purchases or donut purchases or crap purchases or junk purchases on any receipt for the entire year of 2021. I came out of relapse July of 2020, and for the first half of that year, to look back at that first half was horrific when I did the taxes that year. I, I couldn't believe how much I had still purchased between January and July, but this year, nothing. I couldn't believe it, and this morning as my monthly weigh-in, I've weighed the same thing for eight months. I'm like, is there something wrong with this scale? This is bizarre. I've never weighed the same, ever. Week to week, month to month, was always fluctuating. Uh, but anyway, those are my miracles, and I love 
this paragraph, the doctor proved to be able and exceedingly anxious to adopt any workable method of handling the situation. I can say that for myself. You know, I finally got to where I was exceedingly anxious, desperate, doomed, dying. I wanted a workable method. And now I get to pass that on to others. So what did our friend have on the ball? What can I share with my sponsees today? What do I, what do I have on the ball? I have this book, as it <laughs> spoke about a couple paragraphs back. This book, this is the this is the Bible of recovery for me. Um, and I do these things daily. The action for me is the thing that gets us across the bridge to recovery. You know, God's on the other side. We're sitting over here in the muck and, and dirty water of our addiction, disconnected, miserable, lost, not knowing how to stop this damn thing. And somehow we get brought to this program. That's a miracle in itself. It's the beginning miracle that we get brought to this program and we get to then look at the actions with someone attempting to explain it to us because when we're new, it's like I was deer in the headlights. I didn't. It took me since 2014 to July of 2020 to even begin to get this. And now daily, weekly, monthly, I have a deeper and deeper soul growth. I'm still pretty new in this, and I, I heard the Sunday edition, and God bless that beautiful soul who's carrying this message like her pants are on fire. And it, she's an example for all of us, not to crosstalk or anything, but many of us do, many people do such great work. That's how they stay recovered. That's one of the things, to carry the message, you know, like and carry it because there's such a need for it in our world. Uh, I think we have more overeaters that are hidden away in closets and bags and boxes in their cars. I'll, I'll finish Just up. Just a reminder. Then we know. Uh, so... We got to carry the message, and we got to stay recovered. I mean, that's just my service for today. I'm rambling now. Thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you so much, Christina J. from the state of Washington. Lynn B., you're up next, followed by Jackie A. Go ahead, Lynn. Good morning. Good morning, Rick. This is um, this is actually Lou B. L. O. U. is my first name, and I live in Texas. Thank you so much for hearing me this morning. Um, uh, wow, this paragraph is is awesome and and it it reminds me that you know this process that I try one day at a time to um to practice is is a workable method and um that gives me a lot of hope and a lot of um you know desire to to join in this group and and just dive in dive in full force I love that someone shared that I am immature, sensitive, and rebellious because those are the three words that I think anybody who knows me, especially my family, would describe me as immature, sensitive, and rebellious. Now, do, do, do I wake up uh, – wait a minute. Hold on. That's not what I meant to say. What I, say, what I mean to say is after being in this program all these years, am I now mature, not sensitive, and not rebellious? No, that's not true. There are times that I am, many more today than when I first walked in the rooms, but I'm still those things, but just like was just shared, I if I if I do the deal, if I do these actions in this program, I have a better chance of being a mature, not sensitive, not rebe- I don't know what the opposites of sensitive and rebellious are. Uh adult, you know. These I learned how to be an adult in these rooms and 
and the things that the program suggests, thank goodness it suggests, instead of tells me to do, because I would have been gone a whole long time ago if someone was telling me what to do, um, the things that the program suggests work for me. And when I use them, my life is better than I could have ever, ever imagined. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. One thing that I that, that I am, uh, I guess you could say, struggling with right now is is applying this workable method in the evenings. I come home from work, I'm so tired, and I may have a disturbance that I think, oh, I'm just so tired. I don't want to do a 10th step. I don't want to look at that. But I'll tell you what, guys, I'm waking up at night thinking about those disturbances, and they're disturbing my sleep. And so I texted my sponsor this morning and said, you know, I need to talk with you about this. I need to do, I need to employ this workable method in my evenings so that my sleep is not interrupted. So, um, yeah, Ugh. there you go. Immature, sensitive, and rebellious. Love it. I'm so glad that I can get on this line in the morning with you guys, and I'm so grateful for what I learned here. And I'm so, so grateful for God in my life and the miracles that he works each and every day. Um, through this process and through y'all because it is a we program and I'm so grateful to have a we today you know because I had an I for many many years and it sucked so thanks for listening um, hope each of you have a great day I pass thank you so much Lou B from the state of Texas sorry about getting your name wrong uh, Jackie A you're up next followed by Sheer F go ahead Jackie Thank you, everybody. This is Jackie A. here from Connecticut. Um, this is going to sound like a, a pre-qualifier, but it absolutely relates to the reading that was shared today. Um, I've worked, I work in social work, and some of you have heard this story. So um, for 14 years, I worked in trauma services, but I worked in direct care. And I had been in my own counseling program since I was like 10 years old. So Two and a half years ago, I started working in healthcare, and I work right next to our nutritionist, three doors down, and she is uh, also part of the program. And upstairs from me, I work with three site providers. During the pandemic, the last place I wanted to go, possible, was a treatment facility to work in, and I've been there almost two years. So I got to use the spiritual part of me that I've been reading like just for today daily meditations since since I was 19. And in 2016, I realized that I wasn't just a trauma survivor or an ACA person, but I needed help with food. And so I went to my first four or five in-person OA meetings and then just vanished. So between the years, I got a taste of recovery, definite spiritual experiences, and working with psychiatry. Yesterday was so profound. I was running a women's group for recovery, and we were reading personal stories from an AA pamphlet back in the day of women in recovery from like the, the 1950s. And it was really disturbing reading, and it was it was beautiful. To me, it was beautiful. And the women were seeing that this young lady was struggling with like attachment and she was struggling with um you know service member her husband was gone she sounded like she was homicidal suicidal she was she almost brought her kids with her and this was the AA conference approved literature and the women there could not recognize me in my recovered state ish I'm not recovered I'm still working the steps 
because they didn't even think I was part of the program. And my job is to help identify what's going on for them so their psychiatry team can help. They have five meetings a day there, and all of them are big book related and spiritual. We have a chapel. We have yoga. And it's just, it's so wonderful to me to get to be in an atmosphere every weekend where I get to grow. And getting to talk to our educational director yesterday that my program of recovery is OA, and he goes, aren't we all? And I was like, no. Like, we're not all food addicts, but I'm a low bottom one. And I just wanted to out myself as, like, I'm here for my team because I might work with a damn bunch of professionals, but, like, we work with God every day. And this is, that's what's getting me better. And it's just, it's a lot of light. And I'm really proud of us as a program that we're just starting to incorporate food plans. Into and a reminder? I, yep. And I get to write in the aftercare program. I get to write in the aftercare plans, explore OA. So thank you all, because I'm telling you this is working and I get to spread the word. So with that, I pass. All right. Thank you, Jackie A. from Connecticut. Share F, you're up next, and then we'll get some more names. Go ahead, Share. Good morning. Um, this is Share F. from New York. And I don't really know what I was going to say, but I haven't spoken on the line in a while, so I kind of felt like I should. Um, I love the idea that there were, like, more alcoholics per square mile. I live in a town that used to be famous for um, the most bars per linear mile. Um, but there's certainly lots of compulsive overeaters here as well, but it's a town of 5,000. We have only had one little OA meeting with, you know, anywhere from four to 10 people attending regularly for the 22 years that I've been in OA. And so finding vision and finding, um, Zoom meetings during the pandemic has just been incredible to see the the reach of this program and all these faces around the world and voices that are dealing with the exact same crap <laughs> that I'm dealing with, which is just this, you know, food is freaking addictive and I hate it and I love it and I don't want to give it up and I am rebellious and um, whatever all those other things were, I am all those things. Um, and, and yet I want to be a part of this fellowship and have in me the serenity and recovery that I hear in so many other voices and see in so many faces. And it doesn't matter how big or small my group is. It matters that I'm connected to God and to other people. And I'm just really grateful that vision is here for me. And I've learned so much through coming to this room. And um, yeah, I just want to express my gratitude and thank you, Rick, and everybody else who's putting the meeting together today. And I pass. Thank you, Cher F. from New York. All right. Before we continue with our second group of names, we are in the chapter, A Vision for You, page 163, the second paragraph, beginning with we know of an AA member and reading that one paragraph only. And though we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Who else would like to share today? And remember to include your state when you introduce yourself. Donna M. 
Donna N. Is that uh, N as in Nancy? M as in man. Okay. Thank you, Donna. Who else would like to share? And um, yeah, who else? Maya would like to share? from New York. Maya. Yes. Oh, were you trying to get in on that first group? No, no. Oh, because I thought I heard a mic. <laughs> All right. No, I think it was just All a right. sign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And what was the first initial of your last name? K. All right, Maya. All right, so uh, we've got Donna M. and Maya K. for our second group so far. Who else would like to share? Um, my name is Wendy. I'm a beginner. I just want to know when I have a question um, how I can uh, get a hold of a member's um, name. Um, what, what tell you what, go ahead program and can I do that? So stay tuned for the second hour and uh, you're going to have an opportunity to give your, uh, your name um, as a, a newcomer. It's, when we end this meeting, we'll be, um, have a transition to where a newcomer greeter will be um, letting people introduce themselves. And then there's going to be time for you to um, ask questions there if you want. Uh, so you. more information will follow. Just stay on the line. Anybody else Thank want you. to share in our second group? Oh, you're very welcome. Pam R. Pam R. Yes. Gotcha. Who else? What paragraph was that, Rick? I'm sorry. That's quite all right. We're on page 163, the second paragraph, beginning with we know of an AA member, reading that one paragraph only. All right, Donna M., Maya K., Pam R., um, anybody else want to jump on real quickly? We'll have room for more later. Hi, I'm Donna M. from Toronto, Canada. I'm grateful okay, to be on the line. Can, you, can I be heard? Uh, yes, Donna, you sure can. Go right ahead. Great. So I'm from Toronto, Canada. Grateful to be on the line to share today. And uh, um, I was happy to hear about the history behind um, the, the book. Um, and I, I don't know, I, I think for me what it's, what it's saying is that it's important that I not be um, a big recruiter for this big book um, approach, but I, that I share my experience, strength, and hope. And so when I am speaking to other fellows who um, are abstinent but, but struggling with life, um, I simply share how working the steps helps to unblock me. In specific situations, I give those examples and restore me to a peace of mind. And... Um, that seems that so I'm grateful to know that it's important not to tell other addicts exactly what they should do because that will only push them away so and i and I share at my meetings also about using the big book approach, how it's helped me to recover and i am I'm grateful. For the instructions in the big book. Thank you, and I'll pass. All right. Thank you so much, Donna M. from Toronto, Canada. 
Maya K you're up next followed by Pam R. Go ahead, Maya. Hi, um I'm Maya K from New York and um I'm recovered compulsive overeater and bulimic and um I just I haven't shared for a while and I I hear everybody every morning and um it was just really good to hear everybody's take on this paragraph and um uh I guess lately I especially you know, just listening to how, you know, higher power works through this program and through so many people, it just um blows me away. And uh I guess it just um it's just pretty miraculous. I just feel like I see God work through horrible situations over and over, whether it's, you know, like prohibition or pandemic there's always a silver lining like god always wins and whatever you want to call it higher power i'm just really grateful for this program it's really shown me a way to live you know i I try to keep it simple 30 like 30 years ago when i came in um i just followed the steps that and in in the big book and you know i just right away i'm like god direct my thinking because i don't want to take charge and that's what i do and just for today I can get through anything just for today, like just one day, you know, work today, and I don't know what's going to happen, but i got to just trust God's plan. Um, and um, I'm just really grateful to, uh, you know, have my faith, and people trust my faith. I'm so grateful that people who don't even believe in God call me, and they're like, will you put this in your God can? I have a God can that says, when I can't, God can. It's written on the can. <laughs> And um, and it works. I don't know why. I don't know what it is, but it's just um, amazing. And I'm really grateful to Vision for You that you studied the Big Book, and and you're also um, it's just awesome. And um, I just really love hearing you guys every morning. I'm so grateful you're here. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much, Mike K from New York. Pam, are you're up next, and we'll take a couple more names. Go ahead, Pam. Yes, good morning, and um, thank you for your service. This is actually Pam S.R. from Austin, Texas, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Um, I always wondered why people had two initials, and then I realized, oh, it's because there's a whole bunch of people, at times some of us having having um, the same name. But I am so grateful, and it's so amazing and interesting to me how that imperative and declarative really changed my life and also how I how um, how I talk to other people when I first came into the program um, I was uh, very much of an imperative person because I was the director of my life and I was rearranging the scenery and the lights and the ballet and trying to control people and circumstances so that I could get my way so that I could finally feel peaceful and happy. And that never happened. I was always telling people what to do. I was always telling myself what to do and how to do it. Because if I could get everything in order, then life would be okay. And so I got into recovery and the way that my sponsor talked to me, because she was very, very big book, is she talked to me in the declarative. 
And even when I was rebellious with her and pushing back, she would just very gently say to me, well, that didn't work for me, but here's my experience and what did work. And after being with her and becoming recovered, I think it just permeated my soul. And I began to talk that way to people that I sponsored because I found it the most successful way to carry the message of what had happened in my life. And then I found that I started talking with, you know, my family like that. And I would talk to and actually have not just the way I spoke, but my frame of mind was more like that. And I realized what was happening was that I wasn't telling people, I wasn't telling anybody what to do anymore because I didn't know what was best for them, just like I didn't know what was best for myself. And so the the very way the book was written became the very way that I started to communicate and live at peace with other people. And so thank you for letting me share, and with that, I'll pass. All right. Thank you so much, Pam. Was it um, – is your – Last name, is it S is in Sam R? Yes. Okay. Thank you so much, Pam SR from Texas. All right. We've got uh, room for some, some more names here. Um, let me have a couple more, and then we'll see where we're at. Lisa B. Yeah, Lisa All right. I got w. Lisa B, and then I got a, I got a knot of, of um, names there. Andrea. Oh, wow. Yeah. What, the one that sounds like on? Okay, never mind. I think my ears are not working properly. Um, all right, let me let me try to get another name or two out of that, and we'll we'll go forward. Who else would like to share? Faye L. Darian K. Okay, I got Faye, and was it Marion? I think I heard a Marion. Who knows with me this morning. All right. So, Lisa B., you're up next, followed by Faye. Go ahead, Lisa. Hi. Here I am, Rick. Thank you so much for your service. Good morning. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in South Carolina. And, uh, you know, I have not shared in a while. And I was starting to feel a little like, uh, you know, I really need, I'm so grateful for a vision for you. And, I'm so eternally grateful, and um, I just needed to jump in and be here. Um, so I love I love this reading, and it took me a little bit to get into how to apply this reading, but the shares have really helped me. And what I was hearing in the shares is the transformation of heart that takes place that enables me to be able to try and transmit a message of hope, you know, and and possibility, and and solution you know and it's a it's a transformation of heart because it's that ego deflation and that pride that is there in me that prevents me from being a useful guide and can still prevent me from being a a useful guide or sponsor or being a, a useful message in the community and you know when I met my beloved sponsor um my dear friend um 
she was armed with facts about herself. And that's what, that's what drew me in. She was armed with the facts about herself. And she did transmit it in such a way that she shared what she did. And, you know, whenever I have a speed bump with working with others, it's because I start communicating in such a way where pride and ego, which I have found is being driven by fear because truly I'm afraid of you seeing that I don't measure up that I'm not enough, you know, and then all my character defects get triggered and it's all about me. And this morning in prayer and meditation, I finally, with God's grace coming in, I saw, ah, it's not about me. It's about God. Let it be less about me, more about you. Let the glory go to you. Just like the third step, you know, says. So um, I really love this reading. It's a constant reminder to stay on my knees um, in life when I'm working with others, when I'm working with my community wherever I am and I need a constant reminder and I'm so grateful for this community and this OA meeting where we're in the message of the big book but there's lots of other messages out there and other meetings too that I can take from and um, anyways I'm just so happy to be here and I need to work with others because I continue to grow and enlarge my spiritual life and become less of me you know less of me so I pass thanks Thank you so much, Lisa B. with the E from South Carolina. All right. Faye L., you are up next, my friend. Hi, Hi, how are you? (laughs) Hi, good morning, everybody. Thank you so much. I love this paragraph, too. It's so great Um, and so true for me. Um, I love this prominent psychiatrist was exceedingly anxious to adopt any workable method of handling the situation. I have been in psychodynamic psychotherapy with a very prominent New York psychiatrist for literally 20 years. And we've done a lot of deep work and she's helped me figure things out, figure things out, figure things out, process things, process things. And, um, I started doing exactly what my sponsor told me to do six months ago, a little over six months ago, and my life is entirely transformed. And my therapist said, I don't know what you are doing, but it is remarkable. She said, everything we have been working for here." Everything we've been trying to get to for 20 years is happening, and it's because of this program. It's because I needed, as someone said earlier, I needed something more than human aid. I needed supernatural power. I needed God, and what has happened is God. And all of that information I had about myself, all of the processing of those feelings, all of the figuring it out was useless until I was connected to a power greater than me, something bigger than me, something infinitely better than this limited human experience. And I feel so grateful today to be connected to something good, something big, something infinite, and to be connected to all of you through it um, and in it, um, and to be able to 
have this proven workable method in this book in these simple 12 steps, really simple steps, not complicated $350 an hour analyzation, but just really simple steps. It's a free program, an altruistic program, where we just help one another through these steps and we get connected to this amazing power, this transformative, I love that heart transforming power, this transformative thing that has taken me into the sunlight of the spirit. Um, it's not in my brain, it's in my heart. Um, I'm so grateful for this program. We are so lucky. Um, and thanks for letting me share. Perfect timing. Thank you so much, Faye L. from New York. And um, Darian, we have uh, a minute if you uh, want to share. Good morning. Yeah. Actually, Can you hear me got, okay, Rick? You, you're good. You're go right ahead. You got uh, okay. two or three minutes. Okay. I I might even um, not be able to have that long because I'm on my mountain road here. And it's negative eight degrees. Um, just FYI. Um, so I am just so grateful to be with all of you this morning. Um, I got to tell you something funny. Um, I was with all of you last night in my dream. <laughs> I am. I was at the convention. <laughs> Um, in my dream, um, and I was introducing myself, and you were all introducing yourself because no one had name tags, so I had to ask everybody what their name was. Pretty funny. Um, so, yeah, I'm just so grateful to be with all of you, like I said, and um, you know that the I was thinking when, when you were reading about rebel, you know, um, let's say a rebel with a cause. I was definitely a rebel without a cause. I, I just had no, I wanted to do my own thing. I didn't want to listen to what was the right thing, um, and I wanted it to work, whatever it was that I decided was, um, you know, what, what it was that I wanted to do, and so I'm so grateful that my sponsor um, was able to tell me um, things that she did, um, that some things um, in her words were non-negotiable, um, but then other things um, were needed to be done, and, um, you know, that's all I really want to say. I'm coming up to that curve, so I'm probably going to lose you. But thank you all for being there, and have a blessed day. All right. Well, thanks so much for uh, taking us out, Darian. I uh, believe that um, we'll go ahead and wrap up there as we're getting close to our time. Um, anyway, thanks, everybody, for uh, kind of putting up with me, <laughs> not being able to hear names and stuff. But uh, we're getting through it together. So thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Monday, January 31st, 2022, is 14,484. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer, and we'll... Kathy S., please read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Thanks, Rick. This is Kathy S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Georgia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. 
this is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.